Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky. How Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guests, Kim Crosby and Robert Westenberg, the original Cinderella and her prince slash wolf. Once upon a time. Kim Crosby originated the role of Cinderella in both the Old Globe and Martin Beck theater productions of Into the Woods. She also played Sarah Brown in the Jerry Zaks revival of Guys and Dolls and Mrs. Darling in the national tour of Peter Pan with Kathy Rigby, as well as performing in the original Broadway cast of Jerry's Girls and numerous productions around the country. Kim's real-life husband, Robert Westenberg, created the roles of Cinderella's Prince and the Wolf in the original Broadway production of Into the Woods, as well as the roles of the Soldier and Alex in the original Broadway production of Sunday in the Park with George, in addition to originating principal roles in The Secret Garden and major revivals of 1776, Company, Abe Lincoln in Illinois, and Zorba, along with a run as Javert in Les Miserables and multiple regional roles. Don't hold your breath about saying anything fast. I, I, I know you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, well, you were saying as, as teachers that it's, uh, are you both teachers? I'm sorry. I am not. No, no. Robert, Robert, sorry. But you, but you hear about it, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. I do. And it's, I mean, because it was filmed by PBS and preserved, I mean, that was, that was the biggest, I mean, we've, we've both done so many shows, but because it was, it was, you know, available to them and available to, to consequent generations. It's been uh, a huge boon for me in terms of um, in terms of recruitment, in terms of getting, you know, really good students and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's been terrific. I bet. I mean, it's um, I think about it so much. There's so many Broadway shows that people cherish where they have the cast recording memorized. But this people mm-hmm. literally know your entire performances, all the book scenes. I mean, those it's like you know it's like a favorite movie and and because I compared James Lapine and I talked about this compared to Sunday in the Park with George where your production was filmed by a TV director who right. you know captured a live performance or a couple whatever it was but this is like a James Lapine film and it yeah. uh, it's such mm. an exquisite uh, rendering of um, of that of that work I mean it it's really. It, it's a huge shadow and it's so um I think about it watching the revival that they you know they're doing we're, we're, every everyone in the audience knows how you all yeah yeah <laughs> well, you know and speaking of the film the PBS recording I mean James Lapine was in the truck the entire time right. and they had very much had a hand in in how mm. things were filmed and mm-hmm. especially the camera coverage and that sort of yeah. thing it was really fascinating as a cast member and I because I had never been a, a part of something like that before but just to see the whole production come together and it was it was wonderfully odd too to yeah. you know to film it and then do close-ups you know coverage yeah. during the days mm, uh, yeah. you know but it, it was it was really interesting you know from an audience perspective too uh seeing the original cast back together by that point Bernadette had left the show and you Joanna had left Gleason. the show and... well no I mean I had not no no but I mean no. It, when we shot it yeah, when when we filmed for PBS. Yeah. Oh, you were you, okay. Okay. I, I, Funny. The time. The time. I, I see. I thought. I thought it was past the year mark. 
Wasn't it past? It was, year? but I was there. Well, okay. Anyway, we'll talk later about okay. that. Anyhow. Oh, I'd love to hear that. I mean, that's something else I've learned in this process is that because there's all these sort of gala Sondheim events over the years that, yeah. you know, that there's so many of them, the birthday concerts and the celebration at Carnegie Hall and the Scrabble letters from the 70s. And it's um this Into the Woods video has that kind of like rock star energy. And I never quite understood that people had left and this was so long into the run and that it was really a sort of um and that there had to be rehearsals for oh, yeah. returning cast members because yeah. it was a year later well you know just depending on what actor stepped into the various roles of course it starts to gel it's odd at first but you know but it, you develop a rhythm and and, mm -hmm. and unique i mean an entirely unique experience with the the new actors too so when Joanna and Bernadette particularly right. had, had uh, come back into the show it was it and of course there being so many fans during that week of filming it was it was like a like a rock concert and, oh. you know and and Bernadette could could blink an eye and, and it would bring the house down for <laughs> something like that so it was so it was strange it was wonderful but you know but strange in that you know that the dynamic you know had reverted or changed at least uh drastically know. Yeah, I mean yeah. the whole the whole rhythm of the show changed, and and lines were getting laughs that never got laughs, and lines that usually got laughs did not get laughs, right? So the whole push and pull with the audience was completely completely changed. Yeah. Do you remember any examples of any of that? Oh gosh, I'm I, not not specifically. It's been it's been so long, my goodness. But but we just learned you had to pause for yeah. it. <laughs> Just hold the breath and wait, wait and see. And everybody out there, everybody out there yeah. was a diehard fan. And and I mean, what happened was that it oftentimes lines would get laughs that would lead up to a capping moment, like a oh. where the joke actually was, and <laughs> and and it would steal the joke, right? Because wow. all the air would be taken out by the by the preceding laughs. So it was, and then you get to the line, you know, your normal lap line, and, and it was, then they were rock solid. I mean, they were laid in. It was been years, right? Yeah. And they were gone, gone <laughs> because because these hijacked by right, the stars. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so that happened, and then you just had to get used to that and really play. I mean, it really taught you to play the scene and not play the yeah. lap. Right? Oh, play the scene. Stay with your partner. Do all that. All that good stuff. Yeah. And even wow. as weird as it was, it was glorious to have everybody yeah, together. Again. It was fun. Yeah, and 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 again, thank goodness it was preserved yeah. too. Yeah, it, it really has just uh, you know stayed on people's minds, and I, it seems it's very often that someone will say, you know, I just we were just watching that at Christmas time. Yeah, the DVD, and and uh, yeah. and proud of the so proud of the recent revival too. Yeah, even if you've not seen it, it's it's just wonderful that it's had such a. A beautiful, you know, respectful revival, and we'll continue. So this is this is the legacy. But let's go back. I'd love to hear about your beginnings with the show. I think Kim, you you were first involved with it because of um, uh, the Old Globe was when you first That's right. It, right now. Because Bob, you had even you'd been in Sunday in the Park, but you didn't come into Into the Woods until later in the process. I didn't right? come in until the well. It's a little bit confusing. I didn't come in until the pre Broadway workshop. Yes. That was during the post summer. Old Globe, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, post. So I didn't have anything to do with the development and, of it. And briefly too, because he was playing John Proctor in the Crucible down at Arena Stage yeah. at the time, and was not able to finish it, up. The yeah, it would. It, it conflicted with the Wednesdays. So I, they, I told them about it about the conflict, and they said, "Oh, you'll be fine." And then, then the first week of rehearsal, when I was up there, I, I told them the preceding Tuesday, you know, I'm not going to be here tomorrow because I have a matinee. 
And uh, they said, no, you can't do that. And I said, yeah, I can, and I got to go. And, and they sort of said, well, this is not going to work out. So I said, okay. So they, they had to recast it and uh, for, the, for, for, the, for the workshop, just a temporary recasting for the workshop. And then I went back. And so I didn't do the workshop. At all. I did two days and left. Okay, this is absolutely fast. I guess we're not starting with you, Kim. So, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers anything. I mean, like this is so incredible the level of detail you're giving me. James Lapine didn't even remember that there had been. Oh, James doesn't remember the workshops from the reading. James is, James is terrible. I had I, I did I did an interview with him about a year ago about Sunday, and I started telling him stuff. He went, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it was like James. You were there, buddy. You were there. So, well, like, not, and his I, wonderful I mean, book. I remember that Kim had not left the show before that. I mean, shoot. his wonderful book inspired this podcast because he had those conversations. But I guess he needed those conversations to to get the story out. And yeah. um, but I mean, when I talked to him, we were talking about Ellen Foley in San Diego, and I said, "Well," and then she got to close the show on Broadway, and he said, "Oh, she never did it on Broadway." No. <laughs> <laughs> But so, okay, I'm very grateful that you both have strong memories. So, uh, 35 plus years now. Yes, I, know, yeah. I mean, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. Yeah. But, um, but I'm much more interested in what you all did 35 years ago than I am in what I had for dinner last night. So, uh, cause I, I had only, only in doing this podcast did I even become aware that Burke Moses was ever involved right. at all yeah, that's, that's, that's why he was in, that's why he was in it because i left i had to leave the workshop gotcha okay so you you okay so you you were cast after san diego for the workshop and then I was cast for the broadway run was that one contract like the workshop the work was just the prep for it yes that's mm. exactly right and that was a separate contract, but it was it was a, it was a package deal. Yeah, we're going to do the Broadway show, but we need you for the for the workshop beforehand. Mm. Yeah, got it. Okay, so then so you were cast, but then they had to let you out for the remainder of the workshop because they weren't able to work with your Wednesday matinees and the Crucible or whatever yeah. else was yeah. in the way of rehearsals. Yeah. Um, but so during Sunday, like when they were doing these like readings at Playwrights Horizons of Into the Woods and stuff, were you hearing about that going like, oh yeah, interesting, what's going on? Um, I, I, I was always aware of Steve's projects, you know, especially because yeah. Steve was Steve and Lapine, right? But, <laughs> but I, no, I, I didn't, um, I didn't think about it until the auditions came up. So they they did that. They went to San Diego, and uh, then when they got back from San Diego, they were having auditions, and that's when you. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, so there were some people from the San Diego production workshop that they were carrying over to the Broadway, yeah. and there were some roles that they were not. Yeah. And so the the my particular role was being recast, reconsidered. So right, he had not been uh, uh, Ken Marshall as the uh, Cinderella's prince did not play the wolf in San Diego. Mm. That was um, he did not. No, he did not. Uh, John, John John Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild. That was wild. So so is Joanna Gleason? Uh, does she have the longest history with it? Because she was part of the uh, well, part of the yes, she did that Danielle. workshop. So, but Danielle Furland, I think, goes back to the very first reading. And Ship was in the first reading, but as one of the princes, and then not in. Yep. The first 
<laughs> and apparently Lapine was not happy with the performance. Although also James has no memory that Chip was in that incarnation. <laughs> we could really tinker with history here. Oh, wait a minute. Now, 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 now I did not know? know that Chip read for one of the princes. Now, I, next time I see him, that's 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 going to be uh, <laughs> a part of our conversation. Oh, he and by the way, he remembers himself being brilliant and was. Oh, I'm sure he does. Nice. I'm sure he does. Nice. But I, I was at Yale last week at, at the James Lapine archives trying to find, you know, uh, details on that, but there was nothing. Um, but I, I, I'm not giving up. You're a real historian. <laughs> I mean, it's I like the deeper I go, the more questions I have. So okay, well we'll go we'll go back to Kim. So you um, had been uh, in Jerry's Girls on Broadway. That's Is that right. right? That's right. And then what you just got an audition from your agent to do this new Sondheim musical in San Diego. Yeah, I, I um, yes. I mean, I, I was of course auditioning with the rest of the, you know, the, the crop of, of potentials, um, had done a production of A Little Night Music and our casting director, casting director John Lyon, Merlin, Merlin. Merlin. Merlin had uh, seen a production of A Little Night Music that I did up at uh, uh, Berkshire Theater Festival. Mm. And, uh, and that I, I like to think that's probably how I came to her attention, uh, you know, to, to be considered anyway. Because you were Anne, I assume. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we had um, oh, I love that. I mean, uh, what a great, what a great audition for uh, Into the Woods to be. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would have been the best role, obviously, for you know, for me to be considered for this eventually. So it was just a. So I, I think I was just plucked from obscurity because of that production. I mean, and, and because Joanna had seen it, that I think that's one reason why I was even brought in to be considered for it. And I guess a question I've had, like, because I know this was now, now it's so common. I mean, so many Broadway shows have these like regional nonprofit um, pre-productions where the commercial producers are very involved. And it's it's really like an out-of-town tryout, except that it's in an institutional theater. Was that, did you have that awareness? Were you thinking this is a pre-Broadway show and I'm here to like, you know, develop it like that? Oh, from my perspective? Yeah, in San Diego. Well, you know, I, I just, uh, I mean, I was still a little bit green. I mean, I'd never sung any, except for Little Night Music, done any Sondheim before. I mean, I as far as I knew, I was just auditioning for the San Diego production. And it was, of course, during the, um, during the run that, uh, you know, that I, I was really aware of the, <laughs> the magnitude of all of it. And, and uh, it's just one of those things that, um, well, opportunity of a lifetime obviously and and so the weight of it you know, starts to you know, starts to to wear after a while and it was uh it was you know it was uh we knew that something special was going on anyhow and and, uh, and it's Sondheim right I mean it's Stephen Sondheim so you, you have a pretty good clue that that's something's going to happen with it right I would think I mean it's surprising to me I'm one I love James Lapine's book uh about Sunday in the Park with George so much but it was surprising to me how many actors in the moment of the the stress of the rewrites and all that and not coming together weren't just saying Steve and James are going to get that I have faith in like they were just you know and I understand when I guess you're going out on stage every night how much faith can you have but but I, I would have thought that you know at that point they would just believe in the Sondheim you know magic mm -hmm. more um yeah. but uh but I mean, so, but I know you didn't have No One Is Alone when you started uh, performances in San Diego. We did not, no. And I had a different solo. Um, it was titled Back to the Palace. Was Back the to first the Palace. 
which I really loved. I really loved so it. I remember the last I, time I love we... that. I love that version. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the last day I performed it in rehearsal. They just said, "Well, let's just sing it again for old times' sake." <laughs> Posterity singing it before it, before they introduced the it new. It took language. me a while to get used to it on the steps of a palace in terms of you know favorably. Yeah, comparing well, it to the and, you know, obviously for Steve and for James, especially for Steve, it, it said, you know, it said something more that expressed more, you know, her, you know, her inner monologue or whatever, you know, and, and obviously, you know, you can trust implicitly what, what he, oh, yeah, you know, what exactly. he ends up with. But yeah, it, it was a lovely song. And, you know, there, there wasn't anything that wasn't really wonderful that was a part of the show that didn't wind up, that didn't wind up. Um, so you, I'll never forget going. music to that? Huh? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got to keep the old, the handwritten, the handwritten wow. yeah. I know, it's kind of fun. When we had, when we had uh, an Into the Woods reunion out at, at in uh, Orange County. Yes, at La Costa Mesa, was that? Yeah. Like yeah. 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 We mailed a bunch. Of course, everybody was invited to send uh, any memorabilia that they had. And of mm. course, that, that was, that was part of what we That's offered right. in our package of things. Yeah. But, you know, it's, they just don't do it that way anymore, obviously. Now, when did that song come in? When did that go out and on the steps of the palace come in? About the second or third week of rehearsal in New York. In oh, the for, for the Broadway production? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And um, so you sang that song a lot. It's funny how much uh, what you've heard first, because having obviously known on the steps of the palace long before I ever heard Back to the Palace, Mm-hmm. To me, on the steps of the palace is so much better. But I, I wonder if I would just, you know, not feel that way if I, if I knew that one. Well, there's something. It, it was a lovely. It was a little more lyrical, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, and it was uh, e- easier to sing. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> you know, but uh, getting back to the the San Diego production, yeah. and, and, and since no one was alone, was not in initially i'll just never forget the day that we all went into the rehearsal studio and steve sat down at the piano and played no one is alone before we put it into the show that night or whatever you know it was uh you know it was insane but that that was a magical that was a magical moment i mean you must have felt at that moment even if this show is a disaster and or doesn't even go to broadway you would always have this no one is alone i mean that you know was your song and is just as good as any song ever was. I know, I know. No, it's, it's, yeah, you can't quite put it into words what that is, but I'm so very, very proud. I'm also curious, you know, there's these demo tracks because I, that were recorded. I, I think you did one of Back to the Palace and then there's like Second Midnight and some of the other numbers and there's like more. Well, yeah, wasn't it? So like, like, George Lee Andrews. Right. Uh, yeah, I think Liz Calloway was supposed to have sung Back to the Palace for that, but she was, ill so so and I think I think Stephen had not wanted any of the original in anybody who originated those roles to sing on this particular what, what do they call it it was a, a cd-rom of some kind I, I I think that's what you're talking to we yeah um, so was that know. recorded after the fact yes oh wow see that I've never had an explanation for those tracks yeah that was uh it was some kind of an educational compilation of, ah. of songs that didn't make it into the show or that yeah. were part of the show and then you know we're not on the scrap heap I guess but interesting okay yeah uh that's very helpful thank you um so okay uh, I'm remembering I might be pulling a James Lapine here I think that's what it is no it sounds solid I, I wouldn't I'm, believe anything she said <laughs> <laughs> well, a little whoopsie me lately. neither we've had it we've had our grandbaby visiting we're all fatigued <laughs> so oh, wow well that's great Congra- you don't look like grandparents congratulations uh, thank um, you. 
<laughs> so, uh, okay, San Diego, um, I was that your first, uh, well, obviously, it was, was that your first time developing a new musical, I guess is what I want to know. Yes, yes. Yeah, that first and only time, you know. Wow. Wow. Um, I've been a part of readings. I've done lots yeah, and lots of right. uh, readings, backers, auditions, things like that. But, yeah. but as far as being a part of a, uh, yes, the, the creative beginning of, of a musical to fruition. Yes, that's the first time I had. And of course, Andy the Park, you were part. How, how, how far back does your history with? No, I, it was work? the same thing with Sunday, basically, as it was with End of the Woods. I didn't, I did, was not a part of any of the uh, workshops for that and um i just auditioned for the broadway show and got that right yeah. you didn't you did not do it at playwrights horizons is that right no wow no. they just when they're they don't they don't bother you with the uh the, the... I, let them, I, let them, I let them work out the kinks and then i come in when i for the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you can kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from breakfast to dessert stay fueled with easy nutritious options treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp and blackened salmon and kitchen time is kept to a minimum they are ready in two minutes no shopping no prepping no cooking no cleanup enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well-balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash giantsinthesky50 and use code giantsinthesky50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code giantsinthesky50 at factormeals.com slash giantsinthesky50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So, um, okay, well, so you, the run is, how soon, either during or after the run in San Diego, did you know the timing of the Broadway production and the workshop, and did you have to audition again? How did that work, Kim? Uh, no, I did not have to audition again. And of course, and after, when we were close to closing the San Diego production, of course, the the word was out that there were there were going to be a lot of recasts, <laughs> you know, recasting mm -hmm. in, the, in the production. So everybody was a little uh, feared that uh, that they might not transfer. Although most of the cast did, you know, yeah. did, uh, you know wind up in the cast eventually. But um, um, yes, we it, well and, and uh, Rocco Landisman, of course, was uh, in, and folks from Jujamps and his other partners were were a part of there. I just remember one of the first introductions, well, how he introduced himself. He said, I'm a big, I'm a big ass uh, Broadway producer as well. <laughs> I am. Rocco? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. He was funny. But, I guess uh, I have to say it. I mean, Lauren Mitchell, I asked her, um, I guess the other uh, showmance besides you guys, although later they didn't get together during the show, but but she, as I've heard about you, not to not to be, uh, I'll wait for you to tell me your own story. But um, <laughs> but she said that uh, she had not even met uh, Michael David at the time. She said, oh, he was probably around, but we didn't pay attention to the producer people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of, it's kind of yeah. true, and they sort of stay out of the way. We, we know yeah. they make everything happen. Right, eventually. right. They're the yeah, the puppeteers behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. So what, you were, what you were saying about uh, were we aware or was I aware at the time what was happening? It was when it was when the the producers started coming in that you got a you got a sense that you know, that, that really had legs and that and mm. that, it was, that it was going in. You know, because when you're in the middle of it and you're working out all the kinks, and there were lots and lots of kinks and lots and lots of rewrites, and you think, well. This this is just never going to come together. And there was a, a point at which when, when so many things had been tinkered with and changed, and then it, it all eventually came back to very close to what it was originally. Wow. You, know, you know, and you think, well, yeah. we really have, we've just taken this detour right. for no, for well, no that, reason. That happened with company as well. When we did yeah. the revival of company, they oh. did a ton of, George Firth came on we did a ton of rewrites and they were not strong. And we went right back to the original script. But yeah, that, that happened in... Uh, and into the woods. But you got to try it. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, of course, have the luxury of trying it and, yeah, a, right. and hopefully and, a flexible cast and, 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 and they, the luxury of time. And they didn't have the, it. they didn't have the traditional out of town tryout really. Right. Yeah. They were doing their out of town tryout during, during, um, you know, Broadway previews. Right. And, um, and the, the opening was delayed for a couple of weeks, weeks, three yeah. or four weeks. So it, so we, it, well, once we went into preview, we, I think we previewed just for six to seven weeks before we opened, mm -hmm. which was unheard of. And finally the Times said, we're coming in, you better be ready because we're coming <laughs> in. And um, um, there was one point where Kim's mentioned tinkering. Uh, I came in and uh, they said, the, the Wolf song is out. Here's your script. Uh, meet with Danny and, and James on the stage and we're gonna restage it. And it's a book scene now. Whoa, yeah. during Broadway <laughs> previews. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And just before when, the show. When right? I got there, yeah, they said, the yeah, "Yes, <laughs> half hour," and I went, "Okay." <laughs> so, is that even legal? Is that even legal? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, uh, maybe not now because equity is, has refined its its rules. Yeah. But back then, it was just, okay, and you, just kind of, you kind of went after working with them for for a while. You just you just got used to. Right, Being bumped around a lot, so you just got really flexible. So it was stressful, you know. Yeah. But I mean, hello, little girl. I mean, I, I'm listening to these tapes from readings that was in from the very beginning. Yeah, it, everybody loves Steve, that song. Steve had, an, Steve had an itch and he wanted to scratch it, and he thought, <laughs> "What it would it be like if we took that out?" And so we did three, I think, three performances without the song. Three. And Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that intermission. They said, we're so sorry. <laughs> You'll never do that again. And fine. <laughs> then Steve said, you know, I don't know. You're a, you're a wolf and you're dressed up. I mean, the wolf's got to sing a song. So we're going to put it back in. I said, I said, thank you. I appreciate it. Wow. That is mind blowing. Um, okay. Back to you, Kim. When, when did you, uh, did, did, how long did you have to wait then to get the offer that you were going to be in it on Broadway? Or did they say to you during the San Diego run? No, no. I mean, there, there was no formal commitment at that point. I just remember Paul Gimignani saying when I was talking to him, especially when there were rumblings of, 
you know, everybody getting replaced or mm-hmm. many of you getting replaced. Yeah. I said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He said, oh, you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> I didn't know. But, but that was just, that was just him saying that. And I, I didn't, I didn't trust it obviously until a contract, you know, came through, but probably sure. several months. I mean, we, we were uh, in San Diego over the holidays. I right, right. Three, you know, December, November, December, and then then what will be open about a year later and then but we had the workshop coming up and workshop was in the summer is that right like july that's right that's right was there nothing between january and july no readings backers auditioning we did not backers not not backers auditions but but workshops it seemed like there was one other you know one other reading that just took place over a day or two um in there somewhere now that i of course the being so long ago it just because we were we were trying out choreographers wow we had, we had little and chip was there and danny was there uh danny was, was james's uh, assistant oh daniel furland uh, oh, oh, oh danny yeah. and, and and joanna yeah, yeah. and um no, we, we had some we had some uh, workshops with potential choreographers. Oh yeah, Chip mentioned that he didn't know exactly where that was in the timeline. I, I, somewhere in there, and I think that's yeah. what kind of glued the, no, the gaps I, I, together. I, I don't. Yeah, you, I wasn't yes, there. he didn't. No, but it was all <laughs> that at eight ninety Broadway. Uh, yes, I think so. I think this one must have been. And um, uh, what did you uh, did you know that you were going to have a different prince already at that point? The, yes. Yes, I did. Oh, oh by the way, I have to pass on the compliment to you. Speaking of what Paul Gemignani said about uh, to you, Paul Ford talking about you said that he felt that you were in a unique class of Broadway sopranos like Barbara Cook and Julie Andrews. That oh, he, totally agree. Oh, oh. Totally agree. Same. I mean, and he said oh. that it's, you know, it, it, it's deceptively simple and it's just a a clear, beautiful musical voice. He was just singing your praises, and it was clear that the the pr- production team was all in on Kim Crosby. Well, <laughs> that, that's that's lovely to know, you know. But of course, as actors, are, well, I am just so insecure. I think most actors are. I, I was so insecure during auditions, and when I initially auditioned for this, that I wore the same dress every time I went into Tell audition. That story. Well, I, I just I just had this the first dress I auditioned. It was this really nice blue dress. I think I think it was silk or something like that. And and uh, anyway, so that became my lucky dress, right? So I wore it. I, I wore it for the audition, which is an indication of my gross insecurity because I thought it had to, everything to do with the dress. But uh, <laughs> it helped me, whatever. Because well, you were showing them the same consistent image. Well, That's not. I did I did a ton of television commercials when I lived in New York and and that was one it was it was very practical just to go in in the same outfit because Mm -hmm. whatever whatever color you're wearing made your eyes pop or whatever so anyway I I just remember walking into my last audition and James and Steve were in there and they just laughed they just laughed when they saw me come in in the same dress you know but but I if I had not gotten the role I don't know what I would have done you know so I thought it was the dress I love that um so uh, okay, so then, and um, were you able to do any other jobs in that time, or did you have to just stay on hold waiting for that workshop? Uh, I did not do any other shows then, and you know, I, I had I had done, um, like I said, a lot of television commercials. And, oh, and, right, yeah, yeah, I guess that's. And during the uh, during the run of of Into the Woods, it was after the 
after the first year, a little, little more than a year into it, I, I went and did a really, really awful television <laughs> made, made for TV television movie called Tarzan in Manhattan. <laughs> it was for she CBS. Was, she was really good. Fantastic. The, the, no, the piece, well, I just never forget James and Steve's <laughs> telling me I should not have taken the project because <laughs> <laughs> they watched it. I can't believe it. Wow. Oh, it's just, just cheap stuff. And you're looking back at the production value. It was just, it was awful. I mean, I had a Tony, wonderful Tony time. They Curtis. paid me. Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Curtis. Well, there you go. I mean. Uh, oh, it was, it was. <laughs> and, and John, uh, uh, J. Michael, Jan Michael Vincent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The actor. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, it was not good. It was not good. And, and we were not picked up needless to say. Well, know. the eighties, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't the well, worst. Well, the eighties. It, it, it was, was a, it was a job. Bad. It was a gig. Yeah. It, was a, it was a pilot. Right? It was great. Yeah. I had a, you know, and there, there were yeah. chimpanzees. I mean, we yeah. had cheetah yeah. there and a little baby <laughs> chimpanzee pooped on me during one scene. That's good so, luck. I think. I, well, that's the way I had to see it. Poor yes. Guy. That's why we keep a chip now for good luck. <laughs> I wish um, that no that's the other show that's Sunday in the Park with George is the chimp right yeah. that's right yeah. well there's a little monkey on it yeah, there is yeah. a little oh it's a monkey I'm sorry yeah it's a monkey <laughs> but uh, the monkey's in who so uh, okay so then Bob you get the audition after they get back from San Diego is that or did they just offer it to you no I got an audition I had to, I had to drive up train up from DC because I did I did about almost four seasons in at, at arena stage Oh, so wow. that, was, that was that was my first job coming from the West Coast to the East Coast um, uh, was with Arena Stage. So before um, Sunday in the Park, you were yes. starting out there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I had to train up for it and I auditioned for them. And uh, because we had done Sunday, you know, it was very comfortable. Yeah. And they had to read for both parts and it was very quick. And they just went, hey, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Blah, blah, blah. See you later. And I left and I went right back to, you know, the train station. And um went home and uh, by the time I got back, I, my machine, I turned on my machine and I had the offer was waiting for me on the machine. So one um, audition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. It was, I, I had it in the bank and I didn't have to go through that horrifying period of waiting between the audition and, and the offer. So uh, yeah, so that's how I found out. And you having to wear the same outfit every time you win it. No. <laughs> no. Your lucky tie. My lucky shoes. <laughs> <laughs> did you did so I guess they had you like read and sing for both characters is that right yes yes, yes. um and had they uh did they have a concept for uh how the wolf costume was going to be at that point <laughs> I, I, I you know everyone thinks that every time I've talked to Anhold Ward also about the costume and she thought I was talking about the um the genitalia too but I I was just so int I know that everyone thinks that's so funny and I know that that was like controversial and back and forth well, it so. was no I have, in terms of the costume development at that point I have no idea where Anne was yeah. that but um but when I went in for fittings it was it was quite elaborate. I'll never forget that fitting at uh, Barbara Matera's, and um, and the, it was built. All the hair on it was like like at, like ten to twelve inches long, right? <laughs> because they were going to give me a haircut, right? Whoa! Right? So, but they didn't want to cut it, but until it was on the body, a grooming, right? Right. So, oh, so that I was like room, somebody's I was in a room with about about ten females. 
And some of them were on their knees around me and they were all trimming, you know, snip, snip, yes, snip, snip, yes. <laughs> and there was this really large and very realistic penis with a, <laughs> with a ball sack <laughs> that was pendulous dangling down below it okay and so there was there was barbara matera was on her knees <laughs> on my nuts right well we all started giggling so hard i mean all of us all of us realized how ludicrous this was right but, but barbara was there and the penis was right there in her face and she was snipping away my best there. work yet she said <laughs> My masterpiece. Yes, I can retire now. So anyway, um, so anyway, they they snipped it down, and um, and so I mean, it was ridiculously realistic. I mean, it, I, I I won't go into it, but it was well, insane. The evolution of it was it insane. It, needless to say, he was uncircumcised. So, <laughs> so I I got on stage for the first preview with that thing, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I jumped from behind that bower, that metallic bower that was floating on, yeah. on one, one of the pieces. And I, I jumped off and I went, hello, little girl. And, <laughs> and as I stopped, it kind of kept swaying, right? <laughs> so, so House Left, who could see it, just screamed with laughter, okay? And then Danny crosses below me and I turn and go and say something else and it sways again. And then House Right, realizes what house left was laughing at and they went up for a huge laugh so um we had that for like three days i guess three is the lucky number here and <laughs> and finally they said we got to trim that puppy because it is stealing the show and i can't hear the lines literally you could not hear the lines and you couldn't you couldn't wait because the, the it was a rolling laugh and you couldn't wait because you had to keep the, the scene going so so they 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 trimmed it and then I came in and uh, they still laughed. <laughs> so the ball sack kept getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> as, as did, as did what shall we call the stem. <laughs> and then, uh, and it took about, I think about four iterate, four tailorings before it became what it is, which is kind of non-existent, this little mound, right? Mm. So it would be just sort of nondescript anyway, and did not, and did not have mobility. So anyway... Surprised that, they didn't put you in pants or something like that. Like, <laughs> hot little, pants. little boxer shorts. Um, <laughs> that that well, that is hilarious. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm just also interested in just like the degree of like, it. it I think that Anne did such a beautiful job of like straddling the line between like man. Oh, and, you know, and yeah. it it seems so integrated into your performance. And I've seen so many different productions of Into the Woods over the years. And it seems like so often that is a thing that um, suffers being a different take. I mean, especially in the movie version, although I don't think that, oh, I don't know what, I don't know what the right answer was, but not what they did, you know, but, um, but it, but it just, it just seems so inspired that, that work for that. And I was wondering if there was any kind of um, uh, process, but I guess they were the whole, Everything was perfect except the penis was the only thing that got changed. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Wow. Yes. There you go. Um, and uh, headwise, you had prosthetic. Oh yeah, I had, nose, I, had, I, had, I had a snout and I had a mandible underneath the snout. So and I had to come in early every night to you know make sure they, that got done. But um, 
Yeah, it was um it was pretty, I mean, it was silhouette altering, right? So that you really got a sense of a transformation. Yeah. Because very simple pieces actually, but but really uh effective. But silhouette altering, but also um at places it was like spandex or whatever. So you 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 still you still could act. I mean you seem oh gosh, yes. So but, but it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was hot. It was really hot. So for the headpiece. They went over. The whole top of the head was cut out because it was a very thick latex piece, and the whole top was cut out and vent- for ventilation. And they just put the put the the um, the netting over that hole, and then of course it was it was woven with hair, so you never never saw it. But that was done, and um, and also the back underneath the coat, the back of it was open, ah. so to 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 create uh, ventilation as well. But yeah, it got really it got really warm by the end of that number. And I understand they had to experiment with the face stuff for your like vocal residents. It was not. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember them that yeah, much. I don't either. I don't either. You'd have to like go in and sing in the costume shop, like during a fitting or anything. No, because it not it, until we got on stage with the mics, they didn't really know what the, gotcha. what the um, would be in terms of reverb or anything. Yeah. But you were having these fittings during the workshop, like before you actually, for both of you, like before you started rehearsals for Broadway, was the costume process beginning with the actors during the workshop? Yeah. Not, well, well, I mean, it, I mean uh, fitting of Barbara Materas, no, it didn't happen until no, we were in. Until, yes. Until we started. Right. Rehearsal. After the workshop. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, not not as early as that. Yeah, those were, those were incorporated into the rehearsals. And was there like, uh, gotcha. And was there like, um, uh press announcements or like did, you know did people I, I, there I, there was no internet obviously but like you know was there was, was was were you announced in the public that you'd been cast when the during the workshop already or did that not happen until the broadway rehearsals started i think until you know contract for the broadway production there were no public announcements uh, or you no know, commitments made like that. Of course, during the, the two-week workshop in the summer, it was Betty Buckley, and I'm right. sure James remembers that very well, so it's hard <laughs> to forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that Bernadette was not even on the scene at, at that point, but I think that uh, she might have been the first star announcement, right? Don't you think, I, Bernadette? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea. Oh, goodness. 35 years ago, yeah. 35 plus years ago. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. But do, do you remember, like, going by the Martin Beck for the first time and seeing, like, your names up there? Oh, it was great. Yeah. I mean, the big, and the big old it's, it's know, a high leg like coming the... over the... the yeah, well, sure. All that. Yeah, it was great. And that was added... In the second year, wasn't it? Was it the leg? Oh, yeah, maybe I think it was. That, yeah, right. we, we didn't always have the leg. Yeah, but that was uh, yeah, that right. was a publicity. Just right. It's just such an iconic sort of shot. It just feels like it was it had always always been there. Yeah, yeah. it was a trip. Yeah. It was a trip. And so, and what about um? Tell tell me about you two because you'd never met before until rehearsals. Is that right? No, that's that was right. the first time I'd never seen her. That's right. 
I had seen him on stage uh, because I had gone to audition for a dot replacement in, in mm. uh, Sunny in the Park and had gone to see the show. Mm-hmm. Remember thinking he was very cute. <laughs> very cute, but little so did I, I know. Never, never had any idea. I do have a quick story about, <laughs> yes. about seeing Kim. So, because um, it's great. It, and it actually happened. But so I walked mm-hmm. into the rehearsal room and it's like first day of school and it's, a bar, it's, it's at 890. And um, I was walked in with uh, Tom Aldridge. And I knew Tom a little bit because um, I knew Theoni. Um, um, I'd worked, done a few shows with Theoni. And, um, and so we, we just knew each other a little bit. And we walked in the room and I looked around and I saw this very beautiful woman in the far corner. And I said to Tom, I said, Tommy, who, who is that? And he said, Bobby, that's your wife. <laughs> meaning, meaning that that's the woman that you're going to marry you marry in the play yes right yeah. so yeah. the first words i ever heard about kim were that's your wife wow. and, she, and there you go how soon did you to start like spending time together outside of well, uh, i was pursuing her avidly and that- she, kept, she kept spurning yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, it was about the summer. It, it was. We were we were with different people. Oh, at, oh. at the time. Our first date was to the Drama Desk Awards yes. in the spring. Yeah, so that what that's like six months after meeting. Uh, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And a great first date. It's a way to impress a girl. Yeah. <laughs> what did you like get dinner? By the way, I'm winning an award. Huh? You remember what was the first date? That was it. That was it. The Drama the Desk Drama Awards. Awards. Oh, oh, to the award ceremony, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, and I mean, we're but you were going anyway. So what did you say? Let's just go together. I mean, I was not going anyway. No. I, I wasn't. I didn't I, win a yeah. drama desk award. Well, <laughs> no. That's a crime. Invited me to come along as I was the one nominated, and I invited Kim to come <laughs> with me. So yeah. that was that was the beginning of of that. Yeah. So it was probably a couple months after that that we were. Yeah, it was firmly uh, committed, and uh, yeah, and, it was uh, that summer after. After we opened, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, and then Bob you stayed it for three years before before we got engaged, before we got married. Mm. But so then Bob, you stayed in the entire run of the show on Broadway, is that right? Yes. And and when did you leave, Kim? Uh, just two months shy of the closing. Just to go do a different job? No, no, I was I was tired. (laughs) 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 You know, you can imagine it's a really really heavily bruised. Yeah, you know, speaking of costume evolution, I mean, I'd say the the evolution for me was underneath my dress, (laughs) underneath my ball gown because of the falls. You know, the Pratt Falls, and 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 ironically, well, I was I was grateful that we had that had that uh, treadmill on yeah. stage because that's where I aimed to land when I landed on my ass because it gave you know and that was the only thing that kept me from being permanently oh crippled God. and you know but it was ironically the first fall and I really kind of roll I, I would roll onto my right hip and forward and 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 I would forcefully trip myself over my own foot right but that was the one that gave me the most trouble I I went to a massage therapist and had tendonitis in my right hip because of that and you know wow. it's it a little brutal it was a little brutal but uh um yeah so so physically physically I just and, and I, I I don't know I, I felt for myself that I kind of uh run out of steam for it I mean it, it was just really really hard work I think had I known it was closing two months later I might you know I yeah, might not have yeah. uh, might not have given notice then but but it was uh it was it was wonderfully challenging in, in all the best ways but 
you know, that I, yeah, I needed a break at that point. And then, um, so then you had to do the show with a uh, replacement Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Patty Ben Peterson. And she, she had been on the tour prior to that. Is that right? Uh, no. I don't know. Had the tour gone out? No. Oh, the tour. So. Did don't the don't tour know. go out? while the I think the tour the went pretty early, like in 88, the tour started. Oh. I oh, know, because my dad was in it. Your dad was in it? I didn't even yeah, know your dad played, was in it. John Crosby played. He played Cinderella's father. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, you married the prince and your dad played your dad on the tour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know. We can, like predict other things about your life then. We just have to go to different Cinderella casting. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad, it was a dentist for, for several decades before he retired. Well, a couple decades before he retired and, uh, and had always done theater. I mean, he was in a glee club when he was in college and always had this beautiful uh tenor and uh uh yeah it's it's just kind of it's really wild but he he worked in regional theater and did a theater and toured in europe for a while but you know auditioned for into the woods i mean i'd like to think he probably was given special consideration i, I don't know I, connection. I, think, I, I think probably had to earn but he, it right? oh no of course he did but, yeah. but uh but he you know was he was on the tour for the entire its entire run anyhow and wow. he the uh the narrator and the mysterious old man had a wonderful time. You know, he, he was just having the time of his life. It was, it was great. Did you, did you get to see him? Yes. I, I actually went down to DC when, mm-hmm. when they were at the right. Kennedy center. Right. I went down to see him there. He was actually on as the, as the narrator during that, that One, week. Was that your first time seeing the show? Uh, well, come to think of it, it might, yeah, might've been. Yes. I think, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. Bob, what would what would have been your first time seeing the show? Um, gosh, did you ever see the tour? You never saw no, the. I never did. Um, I I have seen numerous productions, so it's hard to remember what was first. But you know, ever since ever since the show, especially since I've been teaching. You know, I have a lot of invitations. Hey, can you please come see our production? Sure. Oh, you could probably yeah. go three hundred and sixty-five yeah. nights a year to yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. So, and I've done a lot of uh, workshops with the show and things like that, like at junior colleges and, and colleges and things. Yeah. So, Did so, I read that yeah, you directed I, it somewhere? Is that right? No, I never no. directed it. But no. you played the Baker's Wife. Yes, I did at Springfield Little Theater. Oh, wow. It all began for me. My theater career began. <laughs> oh, well, they must have been very excited to have you for that. Well, it was, you know, it, it was great. But I tell you, when you when you've been in a show for so long, it's hard to get the voice of the other actors like Joanne, yeah, please the voice and yeah. everybody else who yeah. played it out of your head before you before you really buy yourself in the in the role. So it before you can truly make it your own. But that's uh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm I'm sure that you that you did. Um, oh, she I, did. She did. <laughs> my dad. And she just she just finished playing, playing Mrs. Lovett in uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh wow! Oh, and I wish I could. That was wild. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. What what a great role. Yeah. What a, what a, what a great role to to play. But I'm, well, I'm you've done all these Sondheim roles, Anne and Mrs. Lovett, and The Baker's Wife, and Cinderella. Anything else? Uh, no. Well, no, no. They, they haven't done any I other. I, no, I can't think of any. Any other shows? Yeah. Of his. Well, I mean, I <laughs> certainly there's a Desiree in your future. What what about? Oh, no, I did you, say Desiree. Did, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he directed and it. And I directed it. <laughs> and we're both saying, oh, no. no. Hey, what about Follies? You could do Follies parents. together. Huh? I did Follies. Oh, my God. <laughs> At the Barrington stage. It oh, right, Follies. Yeah, and Sondheim, <laughs> Sondheim came to see it. And were you Sally? What's that? Were you Sally? Sally? Yes. Oh, I bet you were an amazing. Oh, she Sally. killed yeah, Steve, it. Yeah, she killed Steve it. came up to see it. Yeah, Steve, we had a phenomenal cast. Steve came and wept. Oh. And he was, we met him after the after the show, and he was he was just so kind. And but he was deeply, deeply moved by the production. It was a great production. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Donna yeah. McKechnie, Marnie Nixon was wow. in it. Uh, uh, was Leslie Denniston, yeah. Jeff McCarthy. Jeff McCarthy was in it. Yeah. Uh, Lara Teeter. Lara Teeter. Yeah. So it was good. good really, really good show. <laughs> yeah, I don't, Bob. I think you could play Ben or or Buddy, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I probably could. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's time for another Follies to do together. Uh, but <laughs> before that show, it just never mm. really. You know, has a run. It's a great show. It's a fantastic show. But in terms of my favorite song, it's, it's oh, I know, I know. But in terms of its commercial value, you know, and and and, and sustaining a long run, it, well, it's, you can do it in a nonprofit theater, and then it doesn't have yeah, to make a yeah. profit. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't done anything for so long. I don't even know if I can do it anymore. So we'll see. Is that is that right? Do you do you love teaching? I do. I do. I mean, I've been doing it for 18 years now. It's really good. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's fulfilling and uh, it, it has its, it has its ups and its downs, just like anything, yeah. you know, it has its really wonderful moments where you realize this is why I teach and it has its, you know, drudgery, like in terms of the administrative aspects of it, you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, all in all, it's, you know, you're fighting on the side of the angels in terms of, you know, being a part of, a, a part of something larger than yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, uh, it's, it's so important. And it, it's, it's, it's so great to hear of actors doing it, because it's, um, it, it's, it's so connected to what you do anyway, you know, it mm -hmm. seems like such a natural um, overlap. Uh, yes. from acting and you are an actor's director. You know, uh, well, yeah. I'm very I, generous I, that I, way. I mean, I've been acting a long <laughs> time, so I see it from that other side. And yeah. so I approach it that way. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a great, that's why he's a great teacher, also. Yeah, I try. Students love him. I try. Yeah. Depends on the student. <laughs> and have you directed Kim or has he directed you in many shows? No. Well, Little, Little Night Music. Little Night Music. And that's, <laughs> we got to stop now. <laughs> Is that it? I mean, we've done yeah. shows, we've done a few shows together, but so we've, yeah. we've done My Fair Lady together at the Muni, we've mm. done uh, Kiss Me Kate at a oh, wow. in Colorado. Uh, I was and, seven months pregnant for that, that was fun. Yeah, oh, oh that, was, that was interesting. <laughs> interesting and scary. <laughs> well, 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 anyway, it was supposed to just be a staged reading, obviously being seven months pregnant, you know. No problem it, on it that. Evolved. With no waistline. Yeah. yeah, we ended up just doing a full-fledged production. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, you know what? I don't Eliza could have all kinds of things going on. We don't we don't know which, where <laughs> where she's been before she gets to Henry Higgins' house. She's the gutter snipe, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um uh, you have three children, is that right? Yep. Yes. And how old are they? Yeah, are, we, are we sure about it? It's only <laughs> <laughs> it's been 35 years. Yeah. Yes, yeah. uh, Emily, she's actually, as we said, our grandbaby, and and Emily, our oldest, is thirty one. Yep. Yep. Wow. She turned thirty one in March. Okay. She's thirty. She's thirty. Thirty. And then, and then we Katie's have twenty nine. 
and Joey is 23. Well, so they're they're all out of the house, I assume. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Joe was at studying at, at Missouri, Missouri State, State where I teach, and then COVID hit, and then we didn't want him in the dorms. Oh yeah, so we brought they him back. The dorms, yeah. yeah, they closed yeah. the dorms, yeah. and uh, so he came back for a while, and that that for a while has lasted longer than a while. <laughs> He's the baby. He's your baby. He's still here. They help you. He's yeah. still in school. Yeah, he's still in school. So. Oh, okay. And yeah. I mean, I I assume that they all like just grew up on Into the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, well, you know, they, whenever we used to sing, it was, it was like, they, stop singing. Literally, <laughs> holding the babies, and we had to sing, right? And holding the babies, that they would literally put their hands over our mouth and say, shut up. So um, they, they, um, wait, speaking of sons, here's one of them coming. <laughs> hey, Jojo. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, so anyway. One moment, keep talking. <laughs> um so yeah what was i saying about um, the, the kids didn't like your singing yeah so so i mean they i mean they when we were doing broadway shows they were they were little ones you know and they would yeah. they would come to the theater and see it but it was just a part of their lives so they didn't even sure. think of it but none of them went into theater no you know? they did a little bit of theater in high school they can all sing they, they all can, have yeah. really beautiful voices they do, they do. but I they mean, that's not surprising um with the two of you but they they didn't um none of them did any productions of into the woods in high school or anything no. like that no no katie our second she, she's the musician she she plays the cello oh beautiful. Right now, but, yeah. uh, um but she had done a couple of musical productions and and school but i think yeah it's not anything we ever would ever dream of steering them toward no no, but I mean, em, em, Emily's got a, a degree in chemistry, and she's oh, wow. a, and she's a, a physician's associate, and so got her, her master's in that, and runs a clinic in um, helps to run a clinic in, in Fort uh, Lupton, in, yeah, yeah, near Colorado. And um, Katie uh, has a degree in psychology, a master's degree in psychology, and works uh, in HR at for Jack um, Jack Henry. Jack Henry. And, uh, and Joey's still studying. He's studying um, uh, design and um, animation, and you know that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, all right, they're all smart. That's great. Good job. Um, that, I mean, but they must have had friends who were like, uh, you know, the uh, odd theater fan that must have freaked out oh. when they figured out who their parents were, right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Well, well, Emily and our oldest, her husband, Sean, has a sister, Kara, and and she's a theater geek. A total oh, wow. Theater. You know, she was lamenting. She said, I should have been the one to marry into a theater family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's really fun to, to have that to have that connection and have a yeah. theater fan. Yeah. They, they, they By the way, I, they're, they're here because uh, Sean, our son-in-law, was running in the Bass Pro Marathon yesterday here in Springfield, and he won. He won the marathon? Wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, I know. he's a lawyer, and uh, they live in Longmont, which is where he was raised, and, uh, and it's a beautiful town, just about 30 minutes north of Denver. But yeah, he won. Well, I guess it's not a race until you're uh, winning it, and then it's a race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. A little sore today. He yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's actually limping. Yeah. So In fact, they're, they're getting ready to, we're helping them pack up. They're getting ready to head back to uh, Longmont yeah. this afternoon. So. Oh, wow. Well, well, thank you for taking time to talk to me when there you have your kids there. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's down for a nap. So he's down for a nap. Grab the time while we can. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I I love that your grandparents. That that is so beautiful. And we do, um, we do too. Yep, it's, we do too. It's great. He's the light of our lives. Yep. Uh, it's so it's so great to talk to you. I really appreciate this. And you're, this is just. Is, I, is there anything else you want to just um, share that we didn't touch on? Um, I think oh, we hit, I think we hit most of the most of the, most of the highlights. The but boy, point. I mean, what a what a privilege of a lifetime. You know, yeah. it kind of goes oh without saying. It, it's it just you know certainly from a career standpoint proudest proudest moment of my life and and again it's 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 a gift that keeps on giving you know it just lives on and on and i'm so proud of the fact that it's you know that it's produced more than any other and yeah. it just it's really wonderful wonderful to have been a part of it if yeah. you like a well, oh, in a small way a part of its success too you know not, not a small way not a small way oh. I know. Yeah. It, it was... I think it's the lucky that it's the Sondheim show that's sort of, I think the most accessible, yeah. you know, most producible, and it can be produced <laughs> at any level and it can be produced in so many different ways. And Steve yeah. loved the fact that you know all the different productions around the world, what different people were doing, they're doing going expressionistic. He really relished own. all that, which yeah. was I mean, yeah. and, and during the creative process and especially in well, throughout until the Broadway production opened, it, he's he was just always so collaborative. Yeah. there were just open conversations all the time he wasn't this lofty you know genius that you know no. that you couldn't talk to he you know he was in the trenches with every everybody else and yeah. and uh and with his and, with his rhyming dictionary i mean literally <laughs> there was one time he was trying to find a rhyme for catafalque i think catafalque because, yes and and and, and he said, i can't find it and so he, he basically said to the guys if anybody can figure this out help me out then he, then he took it out entirely and the blah, blah, blah. But he was just, you know, he was, he was just that way. He was great. Wow. I love that. Well, it's, it, it is, it is the, the most accessible. I mean, it's, um, I think it's actually like a gateway musical for so many people, certainly to Sondheim's other stuff, but even yeah. just to, to musical theater in general, it's, it's such a, a touchstone. I mean, it, you know, or certainly up there with like, I don't know, Les Mis or, you know, Oklahoma or whatever. I mean, it's just one of the great, just everybody loves it musicals. And I don't think we, did you realize it at the time that it was going to be that iconic? I didn't, I, I know I didn't. I just thought, well, if there's another show that I did, had a great run, fantastic. And then I moved on to the next project. Right. But, but then it, then it hit me, you know, in terms of how, how, what, what kind of traction it had with future generations. I mean, yeah. The thing is being too close, <laughs> too right, close right. to it. Yeah. And, 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 and like Kim said, at the end of it, she was she was exhausted. And it was it was at two years, it's a grind, right? And you really yeah. have to grind this to keep it fresh, you know, mm -hmm. to approach it brand new every day. Or, and that, or certainly to, to cut out before, you know, before you, you don't want to give it anything but your very, very best. Yeah. Obviously, right. at right. times. Right. Yeah, this is one thing about, you know, Barbara uh, Bryn, Mm. Jack's mom, you know, she she was just such a. Of course, it was we were working with a fabulous cast of professionals, and you know, but I I just always admired what what she did and her her routine and her technique, and she always stayed on stage. She always sat on on stage, but off in the wings. She and, was she was there. It had, when I got there, I had to be there a little bit early because I had makeup uh, special makeup. So I got there, I think at seven ten or something like that. And uh, when I got there at seven ten, which was fifty minutes before they we opened, you know, right curtain, before the yeah. curtain, um, Barbara was on stage going through her lines in costume and makeup. Wow! Every night, it, she gave me one of my, well, 
best pieces of advice as far as keeping a show fresh and only because it's what she always had done uh, was to change a little something every night, every mm. performance, have a different, uh, just pick a place, give it a different line reading, a different inflection. Uh, and, and for her, she said, it just gave her something to look forward to. And, and it was amazing that you, once you implement that sort of thing, how, how everything beyond it, it changes as well. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just like a, like a refresher. Yeah. And because it, it changes the reaction you're getting from mm -hmm. the person because it's new and, 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 and different. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be a, a tiny thing, you know, yeah. don't, you know, don't change your blocking or anything <laughs> like that, but, but just, it, it was amazing how effective that was. So I always, always wow. chuck that away. And she gave me her Yorkshire pudding recipe. So I'll forever be grateful. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sure you, you had that in mind for your Mrs. Lovett then. What's that? Oh, oh yes. You mean as far as her Yorkshire pudding? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a and it was just a brief run. We were only running for three, uh, three weeks uh, with that. But man, that was a well. She never stops talking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> lots of words in that one, but 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 that, that was a gas. That 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 was a gas. Yeah. So, I well, miss. You know, I mean, I mean, the world will, it, whatever. It, I, I think he was writing uh, a new piece, mm -hmm. wasn't he, at the time he mm -hmm. uh, passed away. Yeah. But boy, what a, you know, what, how I'm grateful for his life. And yeah. Well, it, it, it gave me mine and, mm -hmm. and yeah. everything was important oh, exactly. to me. So thank exactly. you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you all had that reunion together um, on stage okay. uh, yeah. recently. You know, that, that must be a very uh, special you know, third installment or whatever. Yeah, he um, got very sentimental with that. Yeah, I bet. But he did. Yeah, it was it was lovely. Yeah. But there and, was, uh, you know, we you learn something new every day. It was sort of like a, his scoring too, and Jonathan Tunick scores it for Into the Woods and all other, you know, all the shows that he had lent his hand to, where where there are just melodies plucked out in here that you'll find in in the oboe this time, and it, it just just in listening to the show over the intercom backstage. Yeah. I never stopped hearing new things mm -hmm. in it. It was just so very, very rich. Everything, yeah. all by design, and it was yeah. it was oh, yeah. absolutely glorious. That that's the nice thing about the revival now is because it's from encores. It has the full original orchestration, and they're on stage, so you feel very much in the presence mm -hmm. of all the instruments. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, it's well, the way. I hope that you. I hope that you both get to see it. I'm sure that uh, that would mean a lot. To yeah, me. I'll be there. We're actually there I'll next weekend for right, the Sondheim right. Memorial. Yeah, wonderful. It's yeah. at the at the yeah. Sondheim yeah. Theater, and then I'll right? be back in the spring Monday, for our yeah. uh, showcase. Fantastic. It's well, still running. Christmas is still running. I'll try and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you again for this. It's so wonderful to talk to you. Uh, it's been uh, lovely meeting you, Ben. Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 14 with Joy Franz, the original stepmother.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.